Welcome to Carney Pie. My name is John Brandt. Tony Purvis. Oh, Tony. Did I seduce the mic? You did. Did it, did it work? You're seducing the mic yes. this time. You've yes. learned seduction of the microphone. You, I had to get a little closer and oh, just a little, what a a little lost more comfortable art. with it. What a lost art seduction of a microphone is. It just feels right. It does feel right. And, you, and you're doing a great job today. And this show, I'm so excited about this show, Tony. I can't even explain it. It's so cool. Yeah, we're not trying to insult the last group that we did, but this one... Oh no! It, 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 hey, this everybody's is the got one. their thing. This is the one. Right oh, this here one's for you. cool. This I, one's cool. Well, yes, it's I'm going to tell you right now. I don't provide a lot. You don't provide a lot. Not with the record side. Do you provide for your family, Tony Purvis? Realistically, no. I mean, okay. let's just. I mean, we're okay saying that here, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You're okay. just along for the ride. Yep. So, uh, yep. I want to ask you how cool this show is. Is this show cool? This show is awesome. Okay. And and this specific show, is it cooler than uh, Freddie Jackson sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm? We had this conversation about, what was the song you played last time? I had no idea. Is it cooler than cool? Yeah, it's cooler than the other side of the pillow. We can is go it, with that reference. I didn't it, know the Freddie Jackson. Is it sad I don't know the no, Freddie no. Jackson is reference? It, is it ice cold? I can't think of the outcast line. Uh, it is. <laughs> I can't, I can't go with is. the outcast line. It is. And we are here today <laughs> with a, a gentleman named Bryce. Hello. And we will learn more about Bryce later. Bryce is to my left. Bryce, who's to your left? Uh, to my left is Tony Purvis. Hey, he knows your name. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's he did great. My research. Oh, he did his research. We have a researcher <laughs> here. We're going to learn about you, Bryce. We're going to learn All about right. you later. Uh, but right now, I have a very important question for you. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Close your eyes, please. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday morning. You're eight years old. Uh, you're coming down the stairs. And everybody else is asleep, and the television is yours. What are you going to watch? What's your go-to show on Saturday morning, 8-year-old Bryce? Oh, gosh, 8 years old. I mean, it was always Saturday morning cartoons. I'd watch the whole spool of it. But uh, probably start with Dungeons & Dragons. I remember that being the earliest one. Dungeons Um, & Dragons? Yeah. Wait, they had a TV show? I had no idea. What, yeah. what was it about? It was, well, it was, I, I, maybe I'm making it up. You know, my, my, you know, my, my memory's a little foggy sometimes. Oh, but, I got you. But uh, then there's Muppet Babies. I remember that. I really dug that one. Great theme um, song. Yeah. Uh, gosh. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of funny because I think I just zoned out and just watched it all and it was all just a pool of just cartoons, you know? So did you have a favorite commercial when you were eight no. years old? No, I don't. Really Did remember. you watch television? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched Doodles of Television. I was but, uh, uh, I was raised by television. Yeah. No, we had we had satellite television. We were really lucky. Oh, really? Uh, are you a co- are we, did you grow up in the country? N- no, right. No, he was just high class is what he's telling me. Like now. <laughs> My dad's a big tech geek. He loves, and that's kind of leads into how I got into records and all that. Too, oh no, but, we don't know that yet. But nope. uh, but we're, he uh, yeah, he's um uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it, he we had a satellite dish. He knew it was back. Everything, nothing was censored. You could kind of tune in. You could get like news feeds that were going out to the station so you could see like the news anchors sitting there with their martini waiting to do their their you know send off type deal oh so and you so had you could, the reality you could see every you know you just if you just tune just right you get all kinds of you stuff. had reality television before <laughs> yeah there right? was reality television yeah. you knew exactly what these these fake people and their fake personas and everything we were talking about before we went on the air you actually got to see that it was it was interesting yeah okay so when you're growing up you're eight years old i'm assuming i don't 80s. think we had a satellite dish at that point but this was yeah okay Okay, so did. 80s. I'm assuming 80s. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So you're you're in the '80s, and there's a big satellite dish, mm-hmm. like the like the big ten footer in the oh, backyard. Oh yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Okay, and you threw things in it. Oh yeah, yeah. We bounced stuff off. Of it. it was a solid, big, giant aluminum thing. And you go down there, and you and that's how you got your Dungeons and Dragons. Or wait, you didn't I have the satellite know. at I the mean, same time. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look into Dungeons and Dragons. Do you now. still play D and D with your? I never. Day? I never did play D and D actually. Oh. So. I'm kind of disappointed in that answer. I was really hoping for just a little bit of a lesson in D&D because I don't know what it is. I would love to learn about it too, actually. Okay. Well, if anybody's listening, please email and you can teach us all about Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what was the first movie that you saw multiple times? Oh, wow. Probably, uh, if we go back like really little. That's what I want to do. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was my favorite movie. I watched that a lot. And this Charlie and the Chocolate Factory business. Oh no, that was that was terrible. It's non. Was, it's not canon. It's non-canonical. It yeah. uh, it has no business in the. <laughs> what is it? Raw doll. I just don't know why you'd. I mean, the first one was so great. So Gene amazing. Wilder was oh. So phenomenal. He that, is that person. Yeah. Can I wonderful. check out of this whole entire show? I've never <laughs> seen it. Oh, what? I, what? what? Okay. So in our okay, okay. growing up, pause, pause. When growing up, pause. we We're didn't see pause. any classics. <laughs> We're going to pause, and Tony's going to watch Willy Wonka yeah, while it. we're here. I haven't seen Okay, everybody Anne, take a break. What's no, Mary no. Poppins? I haven't Shh. seen we need L- we, Wizard of Oz. No, we need a silence here, so you're going to go watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, okay? Everybody here, three, two, one, we're going to do a break. Three, two, one. Okay, and now we're back. Tony has seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. What did you think of that, that program? Nope. <laughs> not for you? Nope, not for me. Oh. <sighs> Augustus Gloob. It, it, it was the, uh, the scary riverboat scene, wasn't it? It was. was sure. It, did that one yep, get that, you? Yeah, that's, that's, gotta, a yeah, that's gotta be the part that gets you. But who's ever heard of a Snozberry? Have you? Only from Super Troopers. Oh, Tony, <laughs> what am I going to do with you? You'll Bryce. Learn, yep. What's your yep. last name, Bryce? Jensen. Jensen. That's a common name around here. Yeah, it is. Um, did you grow up in the town of Kearney? I sure did. Born and raised. And um, this is an important question. Do you love Kearney? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and growing up in Kearney, did you uh, have things that you enjoyed doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. I, guess what, I, well, I, went through, I was in theater, you know, a lot in high school. Um, okay. So I enjoyed doing stuff with Kearney Community Theater and uh, outdoors stuff. I used to just like to shoot hoops in my driveway and things like that. Oh, I got a question on the theater yeah. question right there. How much has the theater changed? Like, I mean, was it as big as it is now? Because it seems huge in Kearney now with the with everything going on. Was yep. it the same thing back then? Back then, it was only, just Kearney Community Theater was really the only other space besides, you know, the Kearney High or UNK that um, I'd ever performed or that I even had an opportunity to perform. What was the first performance that you had? Ever? Ever. Oh, that was, uh, that was with the church. You were uh, an angel or group. a shepherd? No, I was like the innkeeper. He's the donkey. <laughs> it was a lot of lines. And if it, we go way back to like second grade, I was the ugly duckling in the school, in our oh, class no. play. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a narrator so bad because they got to read the, right from the script. You know? They cast you as the and ugly I was du- the actual ugly duckling. Were, they, yes. were there tryouts? Uh, not that I remember. Did no. they at least let you wear like a costume? They didn't just like insult you that much, right? No, I got. I mean, I got to become a beautiful. Oh, piece. there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> so know, it paid off. I don't run. know that story either, guys. <laughs> Wait, you don't know. You no, don't know okay, how many okay. of these. All right, okay, we're going to take, take another break. We're going to take another break. Done with this whole thing. Uh, three, two. Okay, Tony. Now you know the story of the ugly duckling. It makes more sense now. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we figured that out. Do you have brothers and sisters, Bryce Johnson? I do one of each. They're both one, younger than me. They're both younger than you. How younger? 
Uh, are they millennials? Are they uh, crazy millennials? Yeah, they're both. My, sister, my brother was born in 80 and my sister was 82. 82? 82. Okay. Yeah. And um, are they around here? Uh, my brother's in Portland, Oregon, and my sister's here in town, yes. The, you've been to Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, many times. The dream of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's alive. It is. It's a pretty fabulous place. I um, really dig it. No, Portland is very cool. Uh, I've just visited. I've never uh, stayed there for any lengthy period of time. So your uh, younger brother is in Portland, and where's your younger sister? I miss that. Uh, she's here in town. Oh, good. Yep. Um, so you have, you're the oldest by a ways. And you got into theater. Did your siblings get into theater? No. Um, my brother's a painter. He's an artist. Um, my sister didn't get into a whole lot of art, but she uh, she used to run the animal shelter. She has a passion for animals. Oh, good. And, but now she's working for the city. So what what um, what drives you to the arts? What drove you to that? Do you have an early memory of being like, oh, I can do that? Like you're watching Saturday yeah. morning cartoons, and you're like. Oh, that Dungeons and Dragons character. Yeah. I can I can feel that emotion. <laughs> I can express that to a group of people. Yeah, I'm regretting saying Dungeons and Dragons now. But no, no, it's you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's you now. You you've nerded out but yeah, pretty no, quickly. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I remember when I was little, I used to perform for my parents. They have pictures of me with a guitar, and I still don't, can't play a guitar. But they bought me this my little plastic guitar, sure. and I'd get it out and be like, and I'd be like, Bryce Jensen and his guitar. And I'd have this little <laughs> stool from the bathroom, and I'd stand up on it, and I'd you know do my little thing and um, do performances for him that way. Did you dress up like Elvis? Uh, not until later in my life. Uh, oh. In the, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I say, how much later in your life did you start dressing uh, like Elvis? In high school. I got, okay. I got cast in several roles. I did played Conrad Birdie in high school. That's an Elvis character. Uh, and then I played the Pharaoh. Bye bye Birdie. In, uh, Do we need another time out? Or? Yeah, we need okay. to stop probably. I don't think he knows that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> not a chance. I'm just right now. Don't know. It. It's, it's, it's every now. other question they ask is no. It's already 11 p.m. We've already broke for two <laughs> things. <laughs> Let's just let's just keep going here. Well, we're going to assume that you don't know anything we're talking about. Appreciate John. that. Yep. Okay. But yeah, but theater, I just, it it really it really grabbed hold of me in in high school. It became really important to me. Uh, so how? Okay. A lot of people in theater want to try out people who are interested in it, and then they go, "Oh well, I'm not good enough." There's that confidence thing. You have to have a certain amount, and I don't want to offend you, mm-hmm. having you know just really met you. About 20 minutes, well, excuse me, uh, five hours ago. <laughs> I feel like we really bonded over this yeah. last five hours. So I'm able to ask you, uh, you got to have a little bit of an ego to get up on sta- stage and go, oh, yeah. look at me, look at me, look at me, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oops. Same or, ego or to def- have a podcast and say, listen to me, listen to me, listen to sure. me. Sure. You got to have the same kind of thing, right? Yeah, to some degree. And I think it's an escape, though, too, because it's not me all the time. And that's why you, I enjoy doing it. Not everyone does it for the same reasons, I imagine. But... For me, it's it's fun to do something as somebody else and to pass things. You know, you, you become them and you can justify things in that character. And it's fun to kind of dance around in that. So who's your favorite person to dive into? Your character that you went that far into? Uh, we did this play in grad school um, called Bug. And it's a newer one. Um, probably like maybe 10, 15 years old. But uh, it's all these people. And they're kind of freaking out, tweaking in this like uh, hotel room. And uh, Tweaking, Tony, is it, no, is it drug? Oh, oh, I got that one. Okay. Oh, we're good there. He's okay. current on that. Good. Okay. All right. And uh, But they're, all, they're holed up and I was this crazy boyfriend who comes, you know, banging on their door. Did you have a gun? Uh, no, no, but I was a very intimidating presence. Do you so believe the rule that. that if there's a gun on stage, it has to go off? 
I would love it to, yeah. I okay. Think, I think it should. I think I mean, that's the rule. If if somebody sees a gun on stage, it's like Oklahoma was one of my favorite things growing up watching that. And you've never seen Oklahoma. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, we're assuming. Uh, Oklahoma was one of my favorite productions to see the theater play. And uh, there's a gun in there. And, Tony, I don't want to spoil it for you. The gun goes off. Oh, okay. It does. I have to watch it now. It goes off in the air, and it it frightened me every single time. I went to seven. (laughs) I I saw it seven times, and each time I knew the gun was coming. So, okay, so you're in theater. Do you have encouragement from your family and parental units uh, to say, hey, you're pretty good at that. Why don't you keep doing it? Or were were you just like, despite you guys, (laughs) or was it high school musical? kind of situation no my parents pretty 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 fabulous people they were really supportive um i'm sure they would probably would love that i was you know a little more uh uh financially stable (laughs) in my life you know but the choice but they they encouraged me to you know follow my passion and what i really love doing and and they never wavered from that there are things more valuable than money yeah definitely definitely i still don't have money but I've, (laughs) I've, i've got a pretty happy life you know um, but then talking about guns, though, and talking about Let's firing talk them about on guns. stage real quick. Yes. Just a quick Please. little caveat. I want an anecdote. Talking about movies as well, but Reservoir Dogs. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs at least? We're going to have to pause again. Tony Wait, Purvis. I think it, wait, just give me. It's Quentin Tarantino. I, I, okay, there's first. an ear that comes off. Do you know the ear? I yeah, feel like soundtrack. I have. I oh, just wonderful can't soundtrack. say yes. I, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, anyway. I'm going to check out. We did it as a stage play at Carney High when <laughs> my senior year. Reservoir Dogs as a stage play. Yes, sir. And that's that, so that's four years <laughs> prior to Columbine. But this was a whole. We had we right. went, we went to Cabela's. We bought starter pistols with you know the little twenty two <laughs> blank cartridges. We rehearsed all the time. We we chased each other down the hallways of Carney High, <laughs> shooting at each other with these blank guns. As a joke, uh, and this was this in, is getting better. Oh, those this kids! Is, I, mean, this I know, awesome. right? <laughs> and we, we we had we had to find so a totally innocent. edited script. Someone had gone through and taken all the curse words out of it, and totally kind of. Tried so it was to, a five minute long production. No, it was a full blown. I mean, we did like an hour and twenty minutes. Man, it was a long oh, okay. show. And um, did you replace? Okay, um, did you replace the curse words? We're we're skating towards the line, but did you yeah. replace the curse words with other words? Some of them we did. Was this, someone edited the script before us. Okay, and we found was, it. did anybody use a word that is also is a word? for a chocolate dessert uh no good no. you should never use no. that word no. um to to mean another word <laughs> okay so we are uh in theater mm-hmm. we're doing productions of reservoir dogs <laughs> in high school with guns that you bought at cabela's and they just basically handed them to you and said here you go kids normal Starter, high, normal, high school, normal high school oh you're stuff. not you're normal in high, school. high school stuff i'm sure you have and a, we smoked on stage too. <laughs> smoked yes. on stage yeah. uh and that was yeah okay that's who, when i started smoking i'm sorry school. who was your theater person that's a cool <laughs> theater person well it, it changed throughout high school and that's okay. another story but um but yeah, it was. Was it, he or she a cool individual? I would assume that let you yeah, do reservoir dogs. Yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we had that was we had a new instructor that year, so we, that's kind of how we got. Oh. It. You broke, wait, you broke in the new instructor with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to be a first. It was student year, first, directed, year, first so. year instructor, like yeah. for right well, not, out of college. Not right out of, no, he, he's an experienced instructor, but yeah. Hmm. But we yeah we we jumped into it and we got we actually took it to yeah, state thespian. Heck of a salespeople. Oh really? Yeah. You took it to the state? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, and you were smoking on stage. Yeah. By the end of it, when we got to the, the final productions, we were not supposed to, but I was a rebel. And oh. I did smoke on stage. Nice. And they didn't have any problems with the guns, though. You know, There was even a point you know, when we had a monologue, and he's shooting at somebody, and he's shooting straight above the audience. And 
Well, Bryce, there's no there's a Second Amendment that protects your right to theater <laughs> guns. True. There's no Third or Fourth Amendment yeah. that protects your right to smoke Doesn't on stage. Smoke. Um, so we are now. You did theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate from Kearney High? I did. And uh, then after Kearney High, where'd you go? What'd you do? Uh, Kearney High, I just went right into UNK. Uh, I I I thought about going other places for theater but you know, why would you go anywhere because i had a girlfriend anyway so oh, okay. i just kind of locked it in for staying around here and and uh and it was great i love unk actually we got to do i got tons of stage time and uh learned quite a bit what'd you study theater yep theater performance anything else nope okay did you live on campus or since I did. You, you did i did yeah moved in my freshman year with my my good friend kevin and so you just did laundry at home then? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Because um, I'm always curious how that works if you live around here. I lived in Ogallala, grew up there, and then I came here to UNK uh, to live on campus. And everybody seemed to li- leave every weekend. And my thought mm-hmm. was like, well, if you lived in Kearney, why wouldn't you just go to school <laughs> and then go home and have your mom? Wait, yeah. did you go home you? every weekend? No, I didn't go home every that's weekend. That's just a lot of people do. When, but a it bothers me do. that people do that. Like, that's, it, it does. It bothers me when everybody goes home every weekend. Well, why Never do you sit like out it? there and pick it uh, right outside Foster Field <laughs> with I, a big old sign that says, ladies and gentlemen, please stop. Just stay the weekend. Please stay here. Please, please stay the There's weekend. There's lots of fun <laughs> stuff to do. Stay with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> please stay with Tony. You wouldn't get arrested, Tony, if you had a big <laughs> nah, sign fine. at the college. And he just said, please stay. Tony wants you to stay. Please just stay the weekend. That would be wrong. Okay, so you go to UNK. Did you graduate UNK? Touchy subject. I don't know the answer. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so you graduated UNK, and now what do you do? I moved to Minneapolis. I was in a, a band my my uh, senior year of, of college. Uh, if we I were, ask you the name of the band, are you going to be offended? No. Okay. Oh, is it PG enough that we yeah, can say the name? Okay. One Hip Jim was the band. We actually recorded a CD. Uh, I know that name, but and, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, we um, I joined. They were already a band initially. Um, they were looking for a vocalist, and I found a little tear-off thing at Walmart, and I called them up, and that was fun. So we did that, and then so we uh, decided we wanted to get somewhere where there's bigger music scene. Right. And what um, year is this? this just was for the ninety nine. Oh, yeah. Peak, peak, yeah. awesome year. <laughs> Go ahead. So ninety nine, moving to uh, moved to Minneapolis uh, with the band. Everyone but our guitar player. It turns out guitar player is pretty pretty important part of your band, and. Uh, you know, it wasn't as easy to find a rehearsal space in the middle of a metropolitan area as it is, you know, in the middle of Nebraska in some guy's garage. You can't really just go in the basement of your apartment complex and rehearse, even though we I, uh, I did something similar, and I moved to Long Beach, California, and uh, I was actually there in 1999. And for rehearsal space, uh, you had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, we had to do How that. How do you too. know this, JB? Hmm? How do you know this? That I had to pay for rehearsal yeah, space. Yeah, let's go through that. Because I paid let's... for the rehearsal. No, there's no learning about me. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think we need to at least dive in no, just one no, more. No, there's thing. nothing about that. But but <laughs> you have to pay for the rehearsal space because first of all, somebody figured out that you can market to bands and get and sell them on things and make money off them. So Most that's what they do. Yeah. So, you, so you're renting a space. We, we didn't actually. Oh, you didn't? We never even got that far. I mean, we all because we all had to get jobs too, and then it was you know, it's a lot more expensive to live in a city, you know. And so mm-hmm. it was all kind of everyone got busy um, supporting themselves, and uh, we all kind of went our own ways. So then what happened? Uh, then I came back to Nebraska for briefly, uh, and then got convinced to go back out there. I ran a tobacco shop in downtown Minneapolis. Um, it was an old school like pipes and cigars 
Uh, so a classy one. Yeah, not, okay. a, not a head shop. Okay. And, uh, but it was cool. It was right in the middle of downtown Minneapolis. And I was there. Uh, I was working there when uh, 9-11 happened. And so we were right next to the tallest building in downtown oh, wow. Minneapolis. And so, you know, once it happened in New York, everyone's worried about all the rest of the cities. And so uh, being right down there was a little creepy. But that was a fun job. Did uh, you ever sell? Prince didn't smoke, I don't think. No. He had to have. He did shop at the Whole Foods I worked at, though. So I eventually, Wait, I went for, it's funny, uh, segue. I know, I I know Prince. <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> I, I got, got this one. Tony, take it away. You familiar? Yes. Okay, sweet. Uh, but no, yeah. Yeah. We, that, uh, that's all you got. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you friends. I didn't, you said yes. No, we had this conversation about earlier about I don't sing. We, we could have let Rice go. Yeah. That's right. not happening over here. You're going to sing Prince now? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Where that's are what we? you wanted me to do. To sing Prince? Did he, is that what you inferred from him saying? it. No, I wanted that. you that's to manage the questioning regarding the Prince anecdote. Oh, no. And see where I, Prince sorry, was. Sorry, I thought you wanted me to sing, and then it got <laughs> awkward. Let's uh, go back to Bryce. Okay, let's, let's go back to co-hosting. I wish he would have just sang right there. That would have been awesome <laughs> if he just tried Purple Rain just out of the blue. It was like, okay. Oh. No, let's go back to Bryce. Okay, okay. He's right. not going to do it. Um, so we're in Minneapolis uh, running a non-head shop smoke shop, and then we end up back where? Uh, and then I went from there. Uh, I started working at Whole Foods. My brother actually moved to Minneapolis with me because he was younger than me. And uh, after I moved back the second time, you know, the first time after I moved back to Kearney, then moved back there, my brother moved out a few months later and we got an apartment together and uh, lived together for a couple of years out there. It was a lot in of Minneapolis. Fun. In Minneapolis. Single and, dudes. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out. Minneapolis. It was a super cool time. I mean, and we, we weren't, you know, when we were younger, we got along and then we kind of separated ways sure. and, you know, going through high school and college Absolutely. and stuff. And then, and so getting away and moving, living with my brother, that was an awesome time. And, uh, but he, he was a kind of a health nut and he's a vegan at the time. And so he worked at Whole Foods. Uh, I was I'm, vegan before veganism actually went, took off. Yeah. Maybe in Minneapolis it was different, but yeah, that was before that, that was, was really early. I mean, he did yeah, it. He, he was he, early. He, he, he did it for like seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he worked there. And so I was like, I need to get to a healthier environment because this smoke shop is like the only place you can smoke in downtown inside in Minneapolis, frigid, you know? So, right. um, everyone would come in there and buy their smokes from us. Cause that way you could smoke inside of our store. And it was just this, like, a, I was like a smoke tender basically. And, uh, so I started working at Whole Foods. I was a frozen food buyer. Then I ended up running in the grocery team there. And, oh, wow. Uh, and then, a friend of mine passed away and I was ready to like, I need to get back to art and my, you know, creative side. Cause right now I'm just working retail. So we, uh, I auditioned for grad schools and I got called back by a couple and I ended up going to Montana for, for uh, theater originally. And then I went into video production after that. And so I got my master's in video production. And then, okay. So now you're Minneapolis, you moved to another M. Yeah, moved to Montana. Yeah, moved to Montana, and then you moved from Montana. Where do you go? I moved back to Nebraska because those uh, uh, student loans became due after oh, grad school. And those that, student loans. That was a punch to the gut. So I came uh, back to Nebraska. I moved to my parents' basement. But right away, I found a job at Central Community College. Like right after I moved back, they were hiring a media producer, and I just got done with my media arts degree. Hey, you're and qualified so, for yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I applied, and I got that right away, and I worked there five years uh, after moving back. But I, li- I lived in Kearney, and I commuted to Grand Island every day, um, which I wouldn't recommend. Have you been out to the uh, new CCC campus? I actually have not. Oh, you I should. I would love to tour it it's, because yeah, it's it looks really like nice. a pretty cool facility. Um, okay, so you're five years at CCC, and then you decide to do what? Uh, my buddy Bill told me that, you know, he, he was part of the original board for the world theater. Oh, that, uh, that's a good segue. And he, uh, he said, Hey, 
we we finally getting ready to open the World Theater. They spent like three or four years doing the fundraising for it. And okay, now did it. you go to shows at the World Theater when you were? Oh younger? yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It was the World Twin. Yep. At the time, and uh, I, I Xavier. Yep, Xavier's still there. Yeah, he's still yeah. there. Yeah, okay. He still and volunteers he, every week. And did he own it or did he run it? Or? No, he just uh, he just helped run it. Helped run it. Okay, so he was running the World Twin, and I remember going to shows there. And then it was closed for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then there was these rumblings that somebody wanted to redo it. And I remember thinking, uh, why? <laughs> and uh, then it started to be like really cool. And I remember seeing uh, a T-shirt that said, uh, don't don't save me, the whale said. <laughs> Forget don't the whale. save me. <laughs> Forget the whales. Save the world. <laughs> and it was the best marketing for that that i uh, that i could think of at the time it was incredibly fresh incredibly new and i said these these guys are gonna these guys know what they're doing and that they're gonna turn that into something remarkable and you did yeah i mean i wasn't i can't even take any credit for that i've basically been running it since it got open but i was not much of the initial campaign so how do you get into the point where you're running it uh well you got they spent you know i think it closed in 2007 or 8 mm-hmm. it was when we had the tornado blew down the uh, drive-in and then it closed and then they spent the next four years basically fundraising it opened it in 2012 so it was 2012 i think it was i started there in like april we opened in june uh but he's like you know you can keep working at ccc but on the weekends while you're back in carney anyway you can just come show some movies at the theater and you're tech you know technical guy and right. you know you can It'll be just a fun side job. <laughs> and so I'm like, sure, why not? So I went and interviewed uh, with John and uh, some other board members, and uh, I got the job. And there was several candidates. And, um, and so it started out, and they didn't have anything. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't have any, li- any way to license movies. Uh, we hadn't had the projector installed yet. We didn't have all the tech stuff. So I was so you there. had a big empty room. Yeah. And, and you're, okay. So, and your so t- I was just there as they were slowly putting together the final pieces and bringing in the projection. And putting is your in title executive director? It is now, yeah. Okay. What was it at the time? Uh, house manager. House manager. And uh, now it's executive director. Mm-hmm. And was there an executive director when you started? Or was that a no, kind of thing? No, it was kind of, yeah. I mean, John Bogenkamp, who helped start it, and he's still a very active part of it. He's now our creative director, but he would have been kind of the founding president. And Well, he did a lot of the fundraising that yeah. I'm thinking of. I mean, um, tell me about the history of the World Theater. It was built in 1927 as part of the Masonic Temple building in downtown Kearney. Uh, they used to uh, have theaters in the, in the base of them to help kind of uh, supplement the, uh, the large temples up above so it was built in 1927 it was a vaudeville house they had lots of uh um kind of entertainment shows with animal shows and stuff like that for kids and things like that on the stage so it was used for live events as well uh initially and, uh, and then they um it went through many iterations um with uh silent films uh they used to have a big organ in there um you know through all the history and they even had kind of some shady times back in the 70s where it might have been you know oh really showing some adult films here and there to make some cash. But, um, and then it evolved, you know, it was a single screen until the eighties when the mall moved in and brought in all three of their screens. And a lot uh, of single screens went to twin at uh, that time, right? I Is think, that, I'm not sure. Okay. I may, but I know ours. And I only, I only remember it as a twin, even though when I was younger, I did go to a few movies. Um, when it was a single, I remember I went to star Trek, I think star Trek 
two, maybe. I remember. I only remember because my sandals got stuck to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I panicked because I couldn't get my feet off the ground. Oh, that was a disgusting old theater <laughs> problem. Uh, but yeah, so then they twinned it in the eighties, uh, oh. and and uh, the same company had the drive-in owned that, and it was a twin all the way through, and they never really configured it right. You know, all the seats were pointing towards the the one screen it, it originally had, but they're now pointing towards the inside wall on each side. So you're always kind of pointing at the wall where you're trying right. to watch the movie and uh, it wasn't the cleanest and it was, you know, just smaller and dingy looking and I was not sure what to expect when they were opening it up. I just knew when they got the wall out of there it was going to be pretty fabulous and um, once they did, it was like, oh my gosh, and it's almost unrecognizable to me. Now, were a lot of theaters doing that kind of thing at the time? Was there a revitalization of old theaters and preservation? It seems like there was yeah. a big, or at least in my mind, it seems like Maybe there there was a, 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 what is it in Omaha? Uh, uh, film streams, film streams, yeah. and that was one of the uh, first ones that I can remember around here locally. And then there was World Theater, and then there started to be a lot of other smaller towns uh, revitalizing their theaters as well. Yeah. I think, and it's a, and it's a great part of the community. It's just, it's a hub. It's it's where you know, former generations grew up and that's where they would go. And it's the only place with air conditioning in town. Right. Really the only place you didn't have TVs at, at some points, you know, or that was where you go to get entertainment. And so it was the central hub then. And then it just kind of, um, I think people are trying to gravitate back towards things that really ground them in their community. And you can go to a cinemaplex and I love having multiple screens in town. You know, it's, I, I, oh, love, sure. I love movies, you know, so, uh, but there's, it's a whole different experience of the world. It is an experience actually, instead of, you know, I'm going to a movie, but there people clap after the movies, you know, it's a, it's a whole different affair and it's it, a pretty well, cool thing. You can have a beer there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's really? nothing better than good popcorn and a beer. And it is good, good popcorn. Movie. It is really good popcorn. And, and that's, that's okay. So that's the world theater. Mm -hmm. And what is your connection to Carney with the world theater? Is there any sort of oversight did they give you funding that you need to you know uh oh, yeah. check up on them or anything like that you mean just carney in general yes i mean carney has supported us immensely i mean that's how we i don't think the world theater would have you know john bogan was a face to help get it going but if carney didn't support it and continue to support it once we got it open um it wouldn't be here and uh and so they've supported us throughout each year we rely on donations i mean we only charge five dollar tickets and one two and three dollars for popcorns and sodas so you can tell there's a lot of not you know most theaters are gouging you for concessions but that's right. how the only place they make their money so uh but we want it to be accessible to the whole community and want everyone to be able to come and people love it they get in there with their family and they're like whatever you want kids and they just right. all get their own popcorn and they all get their own soda and they all get a thing of candy and uh and and everyone has a great time and that's the way it should be you should be able there to go there and enjoy the movie not sitting there you know flinching as the kids order more stuff well, like, yeah exactly you know just like it oh my cost gosh. 100 bucks yeah. for some families just to go to a movie yeah i mean you it's go like two bags of popcorn <laughs> well two bags of popcorn and then the three glasses and the well, 3d yeah, things yeah. and then yeah i want to go to the donation thing you mentioned yeah. just right there how do you guys get your donations because i don't have never seen you guys actively pushing like some of the other nonprofits. what's your mm -hmm. guys's process there well um coming up i'm, I'm gonna be bad because i can't remember the date but give where you live is coming up very soon yep and it's a whole bunch of local nonprofits. um and it's a big fundraising day for carney that's a big deal but um we get a lot through uh just um we have a big end of the year kind of fundraising drive. We just send out requests for people to buy some movie passes from us or if they want to donate to the world. Um, we're trying to cultivate a membership program uh, to have people be supporting members year after year. Oh, that's them, a good idea. Giving them some perks. Um, 
You guys and, did the stars the one year. Yeah, we you know we still have you know if someone wants to buy a fifteen thousand uh, dollar star, we can put that out in front mm. of the world for them. Um, Are you John? <laughs> there you go. We have a whole whole bunch more block there. Um, but then uh, we are going to be setting our sights on some future campaigns here very soon. Um, if you know if you've noticed the balcony isn't complete yet, um, we've had several iterations of that uh, drawn up, and I think we're finally coming to rest on something pretty cool. Um, we're looking at more, um, catering to more live events. Uh, we've learned a lot cause we depend on rentals, you know, not just, uh, donations support us a lot. The blacklist brings in a lot of donations. That's a huge thing. So John is helping us in a great deal with sure. that because of his success with the blacklist and we show it every time it airs and we have a, a, a video talk back with him or in person with him. It's a cool thing. It's only happening in Kearney and it's, it's a huge connection with Hollywood and learning about things and it's only happening here. Um, but though we get a lot of donations from those every week and it's about to start back up in January, but it's almost, you know, $1,500 night, um, wow. showing an episode of the blacklist and that, and that's, that beats a lot of our weekends. Um, so that's a, a huge thing that we have to look beyond that too, as Carneyites, uh, if you're going to support the world, it'd be a good time to, um, become a legacy, you know, member or someone to, um, continue going forward. Cause we have life after the blacklist. Cause there's a lot of donations that come from that. We don't get anything directly from John. He doesn't support the sure. theater financially. Nor should he. Yeah, should he he shouldn't, it, no. we should as a community, I mean, everyone loves it and embraces it a lot. So it should be able to sustain itself. It's a crown jewel. I, I honestly, uh, I, you have relatives come into town. You need to go see a movie. I mean, it works out perfectly it to took, show them. It took me three yeah. years before living here before I went to the first one. If you haven't noticed, I'm not a huge movie buff uh. from the prior conversation <laughs> earlier. And, and the first time you walk in and you're like, I get it. Right. You know, yeah. you, you, know you didn't get it until you, you step in and you see it for that first time and you, and you do that. And it was a whole different feeling than I thought I was going to get when we walked in there. Yeah. Uh, here we go back with feelings. <laughs> My feelings towards Henry Mancini. No, no bounds. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in 30, 40 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Keep your eyes on the road. Keep your eyes on the lawnmower. Maybe check on the kids. See if they're okay. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Okay.
I don't think we've ever let it go that long before. That was the end of that that movement by the beautiful, wonderful, magnificent Henry Mancini. And every time I hear it, it just gets better. I kind of for oh, the second time. Everybody loves it. I love it. It's great. All right, we're here with our next guest. Oh wait, he's our first guest because he does does two things. <laughs> he's like he's like a a, a, a twin in himself. A <laughs> twin two for theater. One today. He's yeah. a two for one. It's a two for. Do you know that they make uh, uh, that 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 is a real. Uh, problem a real medical condition when you're born with a twin inside you i, I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> I do <now>. like, <laughs> it's a real thing <laughs> and then you're like oh well you multiple personalities and then you really have a real one inside of you and there are multiple personalities with bryce jensen mm-hmm. and his second personality well, let's hear about the second one let's hear about the second personality the second sure. thing that you're involved in i i'm glad that you changed hats you were before you were wearing a, a a world theater cap. It was beautiful. Mm. Um, it was it was uh, I think it was a green. Was it green? Yep. It yeah. was green. It was wonderful. And we've set that aside. And now what we have is a a, a throwback trucker hat uh, with with a, the with the free flowing locks. It, it looks like back. it looks like a really cool buffalo on the on the front of that hat. Can you tell That's me a, about that hat? Uh, this is Buffalo Records hat. Buffalo Records. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, records are not popular. Uh, people can download any music they want on their phone. Why in the world would anybody want to get a record? Because uh, you want to support the artist, or you want to uh, have something physical uh, that you can. Um, spend time with and actually um uh sit down and enjoy i think i think i think why people are getting into records now uh is because everything's in the cloud and no you don't have anything for your identity if you go to someone's apartment there's nothing on the wall there's no there's no books on the walls there's no dvds there's no um record collections anymore and it's your it's your identity it's your personality it's things that you've cultivated in your life that you that have made you who you are and it's all confined to a, a little phone now and i think people are feeling there's a lack of something in the air and i think people are fine trying to gravitate towards things that ground them and make them spend time with well what you just talked about you it's a connection that you can make with mm-hmm. somebody else if i have that record and the other person has that record we both bought that record for that same person, same reason. Mm-hmm. And I can't know why I bought that record if I don't know that other person has that record. Yeah. And unless there's something on display somewhere saying, we both have this record, there's no way to make that connection because it's all on your phone. Additionally, I'm, I'm an advocate for this. So you're going to have to, <laughs> um, additionally, so you're going to pay, you're going to pay what? Uh, 14.99 or something on iTunes, 17.99 for the 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 latest, you know, uh, Katy Perry record and you can spend $5, $10 more and you can have art with it. They can give you art that you can have, a piece of art that you can hold in your hands in addition to the MP3 download, which a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know. That's true. Why don't you, I mean is that a bad thing? No, no, not at all. I mean, you. I want music to be portable. I, I have a Spotify account. I mean, sure. I, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm a pure vinyl person, but I think it has. Oh, I got, I got bassy there. I felt, felt that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you sound a little more manly right there. Yeah, no, that's no, what no, we all got uh, a little more. You got to add that to the whole rest of the episode. Now, <laughs> okay, we're gonna add that uh, back in. All right. Um, no, but it's. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't even remember. But um, you got, you got. Distracted I by got the distracted bass. by my sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back here. Let's say, how did how did this come about? How do you get into Buffalo Records? How does that work? How does how do you decide in the year two thousand whatever t- in fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah. How do you decide in two thousand fifteen? You know, you go, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to start a record store in a town of thirty thousand people, and uh, <laughs> why not? 
Yeah, why not is probably the main reason. Um, it, it, because, you know, Carney's a cool town. I mean, it's got some... I don't know what it is. It's some, I mean, I, I see all these artists that come through the theater. I see all these artists that come through our shop. We get a lot of great bands that travel through. People seek out our shop to play in. And once they get there, they're just like, there's something about this place. And they can't put their finger on it. They can't you, that's exactly why we're here. We're trying to put <laughs> yeah. our finger on what that secret yeah. sauce is in this community. And, and I, I think haven't. if we can figure it out and embrace it, I think uh, we've got a lot going on for yeah, us here. Embrace it, enhance it. And that's yeah. That's okay, so about. that's what you like about Carney, and then you decided something in 2015. You're like, hmm, we can do this here. Yeah, I, you know, with the encouragement of the success of the world, you know, theater, because uh, we, we opened that up and they were like, it might be a flash in the pan. It might just be a novelty thing to people, but it just snowballed and people embraced it and um, all kinds of cultural entities in town started putting on things there. So we started to see, I just started to feel revitalized about Carney because I was kind of pessimistic about Carney growing sure. up. You know, you're a kid and you want to get away from your hometown and you absolutely wanna, I'm, I'm going to go to LA. Or I'm going to go to New York and be a big theater star, you know? And, uh, I, you know, went away and came back and just realized there's a lot of great things going on here and you can have a, your own personal touch to it where that could be muddied or lost in a bigger pool of people and to be here and I have some sense of pride in it too. Just that it, it grew, it raised me, <laughs> the town did, and I want to give something back to mm. it and keep that coolness going. Cause I don't want to lose, you know, huge landmarks in town and I don't want to lose the cultural element and, you know, the music scene or, or the theater scene, which is blossoming as well. Thanks to a, a fellow graduate, you know, Steve Barth. Um, he was, we were class 95 together at Kearney high. Um, so I think a lot of people from my generation are sinking back into our roots here in town and investing in it. Cause we want to keep this place, you know, a great town to be because in. the next generation, there's an eight year old kid mm-hmm. who might go with his dad to your record shop and might see that record on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that might inspire him without even knowing it. It might inspire him someday to become his best self. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's a magic that um, artistry has. That's a magic that film has um, that you can't get with a, a lecture series or um, a, a YouTube channel or and something it, like yeah, that. And if you don't give those places a, a pedestal or some place to give it some reverence, um, it will be you know, it, the only place you'll have it is on your phones and on tiny screens that aren't social events or social experiences. So embrace the movie house, embrace the record store, embrace even the movie store. I miss having Blockbuster, you know, because y- you can't even get old movies anymore. So it's in it, everything's, you know, it's, I love the idea you can stream a lot of stuff. You know, I love the idea of sure. Netflix and things like that, but I miss the physical contact of reading the back of movie. I don't miss the I, Blockbuster fights with your spouse yeah. or significant other because my goodness, Tony, <laughs> did you, were, did you miss this as a millennial? I did not miss this. The only thing, the only fights we had was I would lose them. Oh, and well, have to sure. pay the $400 fee or whatever it was to return it three weeks late. Oh. That's what I don't miss. I don't miss that. Yeah, that late fees that. really did suck. Late fees. And, and you're like sitting there running on your lunch hour like, I got to get there before 1230. <laughs> or the- and my and we my mom was the cheapest human being you've ever met. Because you remember, Blockbuster really closed before I left. Like I was. I know. I, know, I called like you a I- millennial. I meant to degrade you. It just hurts. I worked at a video store in Minneapolis, actually. Oh, really? It's called Panorama Video, but they called it Pornorama. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. What a colorful history. They went to G rating. We need a a carny pie after dark to to figure out the real reality of of what happened here. I can't say Pornorama? No, Pornorama's fine. Oh, yeah, you're good. good. You know, the kids will ask what it is, and we'll just say it's like a a monkey, a strange monkey that lives in the closet. (laughs) 
Pornorama. That cannot be the name of the show. It's banana sauce all day long. It's not going to be the name of the show. Okay. So uh, we love records. We love artistry. We love selling uh, records to people. And uh, what does Carney do that makes, that facilitates that for you? Is Were there any small business, you know, anything that you can do to approach the city? Or were they welcoming of the uh, Buffalo Records uh, entity? Uh, they were. I think... Um they're really excited about it. And a lot of people still are. I don't think they don't want us to go away and they would need to support that by supporting us. But I think it definitely brings, there's not a whole lot of retail downtown that uh, is, you know, kind of funky or anything kind of right. weird. It's very, you know, down to earth. It's either shoes or clothes, but I think, uh, you know, a good downtown has some funky little shops in it. And, um, I think a good place to start is a record store. And I, and I think it's spawning a lot of things, not just us, but I think Carney, you know, just, I think People gravitating back towards downtown. Maybe it's with the World Theater getting revitalized. It maybe got some momentum of people. You know, oh, this is a great. You know, this is the heart of our town. You know, and if we, you know, keep it cool, I, I think our town will stay very. You know, and diverse. I've seen that change started because mm-hmm. when you know four or five years ago, you could. I mean, it wasn't the place to go, and you start seeing these new, these innovative, these creative. Um, you get you guys. We talked with um, kids last time. You have McHugh's mm-hmm. down there, and you you have these different styles coming down and creating a different culture down there. And the the downtown is needed. Downtown mm-hmm. Kearney is needed. You know the big center up north, and you get up there, and that's good. You need to have that, but oh, yeah. that's it's not needed for the culture as much. The downtown, no, the soul needed. is the downtown. The soul is, yeah. the, and we, it, I, I felt like it was going down a little bit in ten years ago, and I, I think it's ticking back up, and it's exciting to see. Well, I, I think it has the spirit of the community down there on the bricks, and I think it does say exactly, you know, what we're for. I'm not going to take somebody from out of town, somebody from Denver come in, I'm not going to say, hey, come look at our target. Uh, you know, you're not going to do that. <laughs> sure. You're going to say, hey, you know, there's a record shop downtown and it's pretty cool and it probably rivals stuff that you have in your community. And you might even, if you want to go dig with me for a little while, you might find something that they don't even have. And I think that's something uh, that the people need to know. So how, what's the best way for people to support your record shop? Uh, just... Tell, you, you have to know someone who loves music or someone who's a, a vinyl lover. You know, let them know we exist. You know, uh, tell 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 younger folks because uh, they love it. It's just they don't. You know, we don't have an advertising budget. Sure. You know, Facebook is our advertising, even for the world too. As you know, social media is uh, it's a godsend for the small business person because you can reach a lot of people and stay in constant contact with them. And it's incredibly localized. You don't yes. have to worry about paying for people that aren't going to be part right of your, yeah your, exactly but i i honestly believe that whole okay it's five bucks more or ten bucks more or whatever but you get art with it to me that that's what made me decide even with, with newer records that that's what i'm going to do is, is i get something that i can hold uh with the other things so yeah and uh i mean rex and i make a very concerted effort to continually get new stuff in there um and that's where a lot of our funds go it's pretty pricey to bring in new records there's a very small margin on that so um, shop the pre-loved every now and then pre-loved that definitely helps that definitely okay. helps keep the uh, record shop going um and you know no one's getting rich off of it if you love it just come support it we're not you know we're not trying to gouge people um and we're not trying to get rich quick or anything i think it's just something that will be here to stay i think vinyl i mean they're making new record presses they're making yeah. i think vinyl's here to stay and it seems weird or strange to people but i think everyone will embrace it eventually because I think there will be always a physical medium to some sense of music. And I think vinyls where they've landed and not to get too nerdy, but it sounds better. Uh, It does sound pretty good. Tony, 
You made fun I of me really, last time I about really, coffee. I really want to be able to provide something to these conversations, but I don't. I I think it's been 15 years since I've like physically seen the record player. Like my grandpa yeah. was huge into him, and I was my question like getting started. Go get her record player right now. Well, yeah, that's that's what, that's where this conversation's going. Yes. How like walk us through that? Like what all's needed? What can sure. we tie it into existing? Yeah, can sure. tie it into the wireless? So you go to your grandparents' house, make sure they're asleep. They're not there. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Yeah. You you go to whoever has the record player, and you uh, make sure they're asleep, and then you take the record player. They won't notice it for a few so, weeks. But yeah. new, old, is it? Is there a difference between is, the new player, old player? You'll need a good cartridge. A, is there a yeah. sound difference between them? Like, no, walk, I mean, walk the I'm here a bit. not a huge audio. You know, I'm not. I don't buy like three hundred dollar needles or anything like that. But I think that just getting yourself up and going, if you want, if you really enjoy the experience, you can start low end. Um, and they've got modern turntables that aren't phono outputs; they're just a line output. If you remember back in the day, you used to have to have a ground wire and have to have a phono separate. You know, input his eyes are on glazing over. Do you know what this means? <laughs> but no. it's, it's all modernized now. Now it's just like <laughs> plugging in an iPod or something. It's red. You know, plug in the two red and white cables, okay. and it's all good to go. I got that one. And you can plug it into a sound bar or anything that you have existing. Um, you can even get headphone out and plug it into some computer speakers too. So there's there's ways you can get them into pretty much anything you've got. You do ruin a little bit of the quality when you do that. Because what you want to do is you want to go analog from needle to speaker. Ideally. Ideally is what you want to do. And you'll get there eventually. But once you hear that, it's like going to a symphony. And then listen when you're you're on your uh, headphones or whatever, or through your AirPod thingies. And when you're listening to that way, which is a fine way to consume music. I'm not here to diss that. But um, it's like listening to a symphony through a straw. And uh, you, you don't want that. Uh, you want to listen to the symphony and it's a bigger, fatter, fuller sound and it did, it, it tastes better. Yeah. And the bigger system, you know, bigger, more powerful system you can listen to it on is when you can really appreciate it. There's a lot of people that buy these little Crosley suitcases and we've sold them because uh, a lot of people are wanting them just because it's portable and they can move it around. They're not really sure they want to get into sure. vinyl or not. It's a it's starter thing. And, uh, yeah. So they, they buy it. Um, but that's not the experience at all. It's these little tiny, tinny speakers and you want the full lushness of, of vinyl to come across. And it, it, it does affect you differently. I, I, I don't think he's messing around. I think it definitely is a whole different sound. And it's arguable. You know, there's clicks and pops and things, but if you take, well, you know, good care of your records, they'll sound excellent. You won't hear clicks and pops. You might get them occasionally, but if you keep them clean and store them, I mean, we've got stuff there that's 50, 60 years old at the shop. This sounds like it just came off the shelf. And the soul is in the imperfections. I mean, sure. that's that's where the human touch is in, in any kinds of this art, is in the things that are a little off. And as our culture gets more technology, straight beat, digitally enhanced, then when you find the soul of something like a downtown of a community, it's uh, that's the spirit of it that keeps it going. And I think that's the fun part, the human part. Nice time in there. I feel like I'm getting lectured too, and I like it. I well, am learning <laughs> way We're more. telling you to go to the record shop. And you know what? I'm You convinced well, me. Everyone I'm needs going. a good hobby too. And I mean, it's, it's good. If you go to another town and, um, you know, your wife has her shops she likes to go to, where do you go? I don't know, you know, what you're into. But I'm just saying, I love when I get into a town, I'm like, where's the record shop? And I go and I look, and there always oh, some cool, unique place, and you meet some characters, and you talk about music. And, and those are all communities too, you know, and it's fun to just zip into them, go in, dig through what they've got. And they've always got something that you can't find here you know and it's all regional you know whatever musical taste whatever was on the radio at you know in these certain towns when these people were growing up it's always different stuff that you can dig in you can be like oh my gosh i can't believe i found this and people come to car and like i can't believe you have so much johnny cash i can't believe you have so much willie nelson i'm like yeah i guess it's a regional thing but well because it's a repository for a lot of used records for some archive of people you know people's collections from that people are finally cleaning out of their basements yeah from 30 years ago that's where a lot of it comes just right through the doors people bring it to the shop and that's wonderful Anything else about Carney? 
I think Carney's awesome. I think uh, I think um, a lot more younger folks are embracing downtown. I think that's uh, a good thing as well. I think we need some younger business owners to keep, you know, the uh, legacy going forward. Um, and so that's encouraging. I think there's a lot of exciting things going on for downtown. I'm on the downtown improvement board too. Oh, good. So, um, just trying to. Did he just put a third hat on? He just. Oh, put, he just. I didn't put even a see it. It was so quick. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, it's a flash hat. It's, it's, it's so quick. And uh, now he's a downtown improvement board member. Um, we're going to try something. We got a little time here. Is that okay to finish it up? Okay. Um, we're going to do a would you rather real quick. Tony, is this like okay? This. No, I like oh, this. Okay. Like a, Tony's 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 got a rush. I do got a rush. We so. spent way too, you know, we spent about two hours, uh, too long of our 10 hours that we've been here. Well, uh, we had to stop and watch really long. Well, they, but they I were know, so but good. Did we, but did we need to? It was to? worth it, though. Yes, we did. Ah, we absolutely wow. needed to. Okay, so here's here's the question, the would you rather. Are you ready? Tony, are you Let's ready? Let's go. Okay, here's the rules. I'm going to say it. You can ask questions, and then when I close the floor for questions, it's done, and you have to choose. All right. Would you rather forget a random thing every time you blink, or would you rather forget something important every time you sleep? The floor is now open for questions. I think I already do the first one. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't say what <laughs> oh, you want. You oh, can just oh, ask questions. Say, okay, I'm sorry. Do you have any questions? The floor is When the floor is open, you cannot say what you want. You can just ask so questions. So it's blink in any single item. Okay, if you every time you blink, you like some random thought, like, oh, yeah, my grandma made this awesome cherry Kool-Aid, right? Okay. Gone. Or sleep, you lose something important. Right. Oh, your wedding day. <laughs> no, not, 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 not that important, but something very important. Like, oh, uh, you know, the, the speed limit on this highway is 55 miles an hour. When I blink, do I start losing important things? No. Never it's, lose anything important. Never lose anything I, important. It's completely. The floor is not closed. No, nope, I'm done. Yeah. That's it. Do you know what you would do? I'm not part of this. I'm the questioner, <laughs> not the questionee. What you learn about this guy? Well, as you get to know him better, he will never answer a question about yeah. himself. Right. Oh, he avoids it. We've had this conversation in different lives, and it's it's a lot of fun. Oh well. Anyway, mm-hmm. any other questions? Um, I really good. don't. I know. I know. Oh, okay. Well, then the floor is closed for questions. Uh, Bryce Jensen, our wonderful guest today on yeah. Carney Pie. Great Thank you so guest. much for being Great here. Guest. Thank you so much for being here. We were so cool. We were so cool today. I, I felt really cool all day, except it's incredibly hot in this room. Outside of that, it felt really cool. And and I want to know which one of those would you choose and why? I think I already gave it away, but I would I would choose A, the first one, random things with every blink. And why Bryce Jensen? Because uh, I feel like that's the way my brain functions already. I feel like things are fleeting. So I think I have CTE, well. so I'm, got to, I'm good with it. Like We're going with A. That's it. You're going with A? Yeah, Tony Purvis, why uh, do you want to go with A? Uh, again, I'm with him. I, it's already happening. I, I'm not old enough to be on the decline. I'm fairly confident the decline's already starting. So we see it. It's not that bad. I kind of enjoy it. So you're just embracing blink away. this. Just blink away. Just blink. I embra- yep, I embrace it. Uh, have you seen? No. <sighs> why do we even try? <laughs> okay, it's called Vanilla Sky. <laughs> This is great. Does this, do you have this record? Do you have records this, like this? Oh, he has Henry Mancini. I'm, I'm no doubt. You and, do. and he's the only guest I think we'll probably ever have who might even be able to name the first, the opening uh, music. We're not going to put him to that test. But it's Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. You've never seen this? Oh, just stop uh, open asking your eyes. these questions. It's a great one. I actually saw it at the World Twin. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Carney Pie. Thank you for spending your time with us. 
I'm John Brandt. Tony Purvis. We were here with Bryce Jensen today. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Appreciate Thank it. you. Really Go support it. support local. Go buy a beer and watch a movie while listening to a record and eating some popcorn. This is Carney Pie, a Hee Hee Do It production. We'll see you next time. <laughs>